0: Patriot, WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul, FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis.
2: With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. President Biden's setting his sights higher in the nationwide coronavirus vaccination effort. We get an update from White House correspondent Greg Klux. After hitting
3: his target of 100 million shots several weeks early, the president now hopes to double that goal. He says it's possible to reach 200 million COVID-19 doses by his 100th day in office. The U.S. is now administering about 2.5 million shots per day, and the country is on pace to have enough of the three currently authorized vaccines to cover the entire adult population by the end of May. Greg Clugston,
2: Washington. Meanwhile, Dr. Anthony Fauci says a British variant of the virus is causing new headaches.
4: It has been detected in 50 jurisdictions in the United States and likely accounts now for about 20 20- to 30 percent of the
0: infections in this country.
2: Meanwhile, the agency says students can be closer in schools. This is SRN New.
0: This is AM 1280, The Patriot, celebrating 20 years on air. Brad Carlson here. Happy 20th anniversary, AM
3: 1280, The Patriot.
0: Hey, it's Mitch Berg from the Northern Alliance Radio Network. I'm proud and thankful to be on the air because it's easy to feel like you're all alone as a conservative in a place like the Twin Cities.
4: I just want you to know you're not.
0: Catch the Northern Alliance Radio Network live every Saturday and Sunday from 1 to 3. AM 1280, the AM 1280, the Patriot.
5: I started my business in 1986 and began paying employees. I would handwrite checks and say, here you go, don't cash it until Tuesday. That came to a screeching halt when a teenage employee said his dad wanted to see his pay stub. Pay stub? We don't have pay stubs. Get back to work. He said, dad works for the government and state law requires I receive a pay stub. Uh Uh-oh. Hi, I'm Mike Kappel, CEO of Patriot Software. After many emergency calls, I learned how to correctly withhold payroll taxes and create pay stubs. I avoided handcuffs in an orange jumpsuit that day, barely. That's why I created Patriot Software, to help small business owners do their payroll taxes correctly with pay stubs. And if you need help, we will help you for free. Go to PatriotSoftware.com and enter a promo code RADIO and I'll give you two months of payroll processing free.
3: Fanatic about prospecting. You love the hunt. You think about new business all the time and always have your antennas up for leads that make sense. And third, you are what we at Salem Media Group call an appointment procurement professional that's right you're skilled and adept at gaining a face-to-face audience with key decision makers to investigate win-win opportunities if this threefold identity describes you call me nick anderson general manager at 651-289-4408 or visit us at am1280thepatriot.com
6: the cold and snow will not last forever and neither will this furnace sale Save $1,500 or more on a new high-efficiency furnace and air conditioner combo. That's savings of $1,500 or more from Standard Heating and Air Conditioning. Standard Heating is a fourth-generation Minnesota family-owned company entering into their 91st year of business. In anticipation of the snow melting, Standard Heating is offering a $1,500 savings or more on a new high-efficiency furnace and AC combo. Ask about installing a water heater with your new equipment and be ready for whatever weather Minnesota throws at you. Visit standardheating.com to learn more about the products and services they offer. Don't wait, because just like winter, this special offer on a new high-efficiency furnace and AC combo ends on March 31st. Visit standardheating.com today, providing the comfort you deserve since 1930. That's standardheating.com patriot, or mention the Patriot sent you over the phone. That's standardheating.com.
0: In an era of fake news and misleading headlines, turn to a leader in accurate reporting, townhall.com. Get caught up with today's top stories, find brilliant commentary from our columnists, and have a laugh with our political cartoons at townhall.com. Limitless access to intelligent talk. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart. Tune in and radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities, but serve worldwide.
1: The following program was pre-recorded, and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management.
3: It's time now for Where You Live with Gene Sullivan, the show that deals with the news and events that affect you the most. Whether you rent or own, live in an HOA, single-family home, or an apartment building, Gene will tackle the issues right where you live. So, from the CIT studios, here's the original Man of Steel, Resolve Himself, who stands for Truth, Justice, and the Association Way. Here's Gene Sullivan. Good morning. Welcome
4: to Where You Live. I'm Gene Sullivan. I'm broadcasting from the CIT studios. I'm brought to you by great folks like Extreme Exteriors, and uh, I hope you're having a great weekend. Thanks for dropping in. I want to begin like I do every week, saying hello to the man back at the station making it happen, happen. Uh, Mr. Lee Michaels. Lee, how are you?
3: Doing better than I deserve, Gene.
4: Oh, if I were doing any better, I'd be you, my friend. <laughs> so there we go. Well, I, you know, last week we were talking uh, a little bit before the show, uh, we got into our stories. And uh, we talked a little bit about uh, how people were misusing the stimulus check. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there were so many people uh, that were using it for investing. And here we were told this is supposed to be just going to people who, who were in need. And it should. But uh, uh, it seemed like a lot more people were... Uh, getting a check, then actually really needed it. Yep. I was uh, looking at uh, some other statistics, and that is um, the other part that we have to take a look at, I think, is how much money they asked for in this uh, stimulus bill. They asked for, I think it was almost $2 trillion. And uh, uh, someone else broke it down, And uh, it's kind of interesting. If you took $2 trillion and you said to every American man, woman, child in the United States, we're going to divide this up evenly, it would be a little over $6,000 per person. But (laughs) people only got $1,400. Okay. Uh, What happened with some of the rest of the money? I don't know folks if you saw this, but let me give you a list. We had uh it looks like twenty billion dollars going to the United States Post Office. Uh another three hundred million to the endowment of the arts, three hundred million to the endowment of humanities, um, three hundred million to NPR. Mm. You had uh Millions going again to the Smithsonian and j f k twenty five million dollars for additional salary for people in the House of Representatives, so they gave themselves a pay raise oh, frustrating <laughs> and it, and, it, and it goes on you know uh, millions to the maritime administration uh millions to howard university um you know, um, 300 million to international disaster assistance. Um, but we were told that this was all needed for the stimulus for people. I I think we've been, I think we've been led astray.
3: We've been duped a little (laughs) bit once
4: again. I, I think, I think so. Well, folks, uh, again, uh, We're not going to dupe you, we're going to uh, talk and give you straight talk with some of the issues that deal with living in a homeowners association, uh, dealing with landlord uh, tenant laws and uh, we've got a great show today, a number of stories that we're going to deal with. So let's begin, as we do every week, with property management in the news. Property management in the news is brought to you by Will Tarbox from Country Financial in Maple Grove. Providing insurance to help you protect what matters most. For quality coverage that's affordable, get a quote today from Will at Country Financial. The number is 763-416-5131. Our uh, first Story Today, this is coming from, uh, it's called The Real Deal South Florida News. Uh, It's a periodical. Uh, This is from March 15th. And uh, the uh, article is entitled, Landlords and Condo Associations Both Sue to End the Ban on the Eviction uh, for Writs in the Maid. Uh, Miami-Dade County. So uh, earlier this month, we had six different landlords, three different condominium associations, and one townhome association. So you had 10 plaintiffs in all. And they decided to join forces in Miami-Dade County to bring a suit against uh, the mayor and the county arguing that the moratorium that has been in place continues to be in place is at this point too broad and doesn't need to continue to be the way it was originally written. Now, I think all of us know and understand that, uh, and have experienced that there's been a moratorium in our states uh, where we live. We certainly have had that uh, here. Uh, the governor uh, came out and uh, still has had uh, a moratorium on uh, evictions. However, um, I guess I will say, I will give credit that, uh, you know, in Minnesota, I think there has been probably maybe a little bit more common sense uh, used because uh, back in, was it August or September, they realized we can't just keep the uh, keep the uh, moratorium on as it was originally uh, stated, they started opening up, realizing, hey, wait a minute, we we put a moratorium at first because people, we didn't want the spread of the virus uh, to, uh, to go rampant in our state. So we want people to stay at home, stay in place. So we want nobody to move originally. But now, Things have been uh, opening up a little bit, and we, back in August, September, said, you know what, there are people who we wanted to have stay in place. However, they weren't paying their money, not because they lost their job due to uh, the, uh, the pandemic. These are people who were not paying way before the pandemic took place and government shut down any evictions from taking place those have continued on they have also allowed in minnesota if uh, people are just a bad egg they are uh there's a criminal element people harassing they're bringing in uh drugs another crime into the building a landlord should be able to get those people removed uh for the sake of the good uh good folks that are uh, still there in the building so these people are coming together Uh, to uh, Miami-Dade County, and they're saying, can't we have this considered as well? The moratorium is just too broad that was in place. And they said, uh, you know, it's going a little bit too far. It's tying the hands of landlords. It's tying the hands of associations for so many other reasons. Now, When you deal with uh, this whole idea of the uh, executive orders that uh, a lot of cities and uh, state um, uh, governors and uh, those in in government have uh, used, uh, I understand. And you know, when this first took place, I was, I, I understood when we were a year ago at this time. I realize that, you know, maybe uh, the governor does need to have uh, some uh, special uh, powers in place because we're talking about emergency situation. But as time goes on and you get to see more perspective, um, that's when you would think that people who have taken on these executive powers uh, wouldn't continue to feel so emboldened now. In property management, folks, I'll tell you, I get it. There are times when I have to act in an emergency situation. We have a contract with our clients that say if there is an emergency, and and, an emergency is defined as something that without acting uh, will cause further damage to the building or possible do damage or harm to uh, individuals, we can act without being able to sit down and talk to the owners of the building, saying, what should we do here? How should we act? No, you, you in an emergency situation, I get it. You have to act. People have done that in the state and in the cities uh, originally. I get that. But you would think that people would begin to realize, as more time goes on, they wouldn't feel so emboldened. You know, I don't know about you, but... Uh, but I know I get a great, I feel a greater sense of responsibility and duty when I have been given um, uh, other responsibility. Okay. However, we have a subset of politicians who don't seem to take uh, to uh, uh, criticism uh, very, uh, very kindly to uh, what the, they're doing with these executive orders. Uh, What has it done here in uh, Florida, in Miami-Dade County? I'm going to talk about that a little bit further, but let's take a break right now. Don't go away. You're listening to Where You Live on AM 1280, The Patriot, back after
7: this. AM
0: 1280, The Patriot.
7: It's never too early to consider your goals and refine your vision for retirement. I'm Carol Sullivan, a Thrivent Financial Professional, and I'm here to help you create a strategy that reflects your priorities. I can help you assess your needs and determine the right next steps for your unique situation. Call 952 484 3110 to get started.
5: Licensed Agent Producer of Thrivent Financial, Marketing for Thrivent Financial for Lutherans, Registered Representative of Thrivent Investment Management Inc. slash disclosures.
8: Tomorrow brings a brand new day.
0: to Where You Live with
4: Gene Sullivan. Welcome back to Where You Live. Gene Sullivan here. Uh, broadcasting from the CIT studios. Auto also, also brought to you by Extreme Exteriors. You know, you can count on Extreme Exteriors for expert installation of exterior siding, roofing, soffits, fascia, decks, windows and more. With their knowledge and experience, they can design the perfect solution to make your home beautiful and energy efficient saving you maintenance and money for years to come give them a call at 763-441-1334 and tell them jean sent you we're talking about uh, a uh, some litigation that's taking place in uh, the miami-dade county uh, a interesting uh, lot of plaintiffs a number of landlords and uh, Board members from uh, a number of different uh, homeowner associations all getting together saying this moratorium on uh, being able to get uh, people out of our uh, buildings and communities is a little bit too broad. And uh, I think it needs to be changed. Uh, We're going to talk about that a little bit further, but let's take a moment first to hear from the Community Associations
3: Institute Membership.
4: Uh, part of what we're talking about here that I see as a problem with government is um, we are in a society now where people don't feel like they can come together. Uh, if, if you are going to compromise with the other side of the aisle, the people that you have as your constituents, the uh, people that have voted for you, they're going to feel like they... Uh, are being betrayed. Uh, we can't talk about building a consensus. What can we agree on together and move forward, and let uh, and and work out the the other uh, the other items as we as we can. But we don't. We live in a cancel culture, don't we? And uh, unfortunately, that's being used by politicians way too often. You don't like uh, what I what I've done in my executive orders. You don't like the way I've written this uh law well they want to cancel the other side because they want uh, they don't want to have a discussion they don't want to deal with compromise they just want to make sure that they get their way so the way you do it with the cancel culture is you shame you shame anyone who is going to take umbrage with you and anything you wrote that just means they're they're just an evil person uh, they don't care about others okay and we have uh politicians who unfortunately they choose to refuse to look at anything any other way so we have these 10 plaintiffs who were brought together in their argument and they said hey government i know the only tool you have is a hammer but not every problem is a nail what was the case about Uh, These uh, 10 plaintiffs, the landlords and condominium and townhome associations were saying um, the moratorium was fine as it was stated in the beginning, but we're finding something else out. Guess what? Uh, We're not saying that this is all a ruse. Nobody lost their job. Nobody really needs assistance. This group wasn't saying that at all. They said, uh, you know, this pandemic just didn't happen now. It's been well over a year. They're saying, can we tweak and acknowledge that there are some changes that need to be addressed instead of having these same executive powers in place? These 10 plaintiffs uh, uh, went on to demonstrate with uh what they were dealing with that uh they had a responsibility to so many others what kind of responsibility well as i mentioned uh, earlier uh, a landlord is uh, yes concerned for those who uh lost uh lost their, their job because of the pandemic and uh, don't necess- they don't want to see families out on the street but they want to have some power for being able to evict because guess what there are also dis Dishonest people living in the building there uh, from time to time as well. And some of those people are actually hurting other people because of harassment, uh, because of criminal activity that's going on. And uh, when you have said, uh, well, we're freezing everything and not letting anybody leave, you're doing a disservice to uh, the other good folk that this landlord wants to take care of. Or how about the Homeowner Association? Someone who's saying, well, uh, there are people who lost their job and, again, uh, have had uh, uh, no luck and uh, don't want to lose their home. But there are other people who could pay, who could have been paying, but they've hidden uh, behind uh, this uh, moratorium when they really shouldn't have. What they're doing is very dishonest. You know, we live in a day today in uh, in politics where uh, we don't want to even dare to intimate that uh, that someone may not actually be a victim. No, uh, victimhood is what uh, everybody wants to be in. That that is the that seems to be the prized position uh, to be in. Okay, and there are people who have had uh, who have been victims. There are people who have had. Uh, unfortunate circumstances. But there are a lot of people that are hiding behind it. There are a lot of people, can we agree on this, that a lot of people will, uh, when you ask them to self-police, won't uh, actually uh, be uh, honest in uh, all their dealings? Can we say that? Do you remember a few years ago? Uh, how many cities had a free bike program? Do you remember that, uh Lee, here in the Twin Cities? Yeah, yeah. And uh, we had it for, I think, uh, a couple of months, and then it quit because they realized all of the bikes that they had free uh, that they thought, well, what will happen is people will just, uh, the city paid for, I don't know how many hundreds of That was of the yellow bikes, I think, yeah. The yellow bikes, yes, yeah. exactly. People can use them the way they, they need to to get around. And then it'll be there for someone else to scoop up and use. No, they were all taken, <laughs> and the same thing happened. Uh, people, the, the same thing happens with uh, how about companion animals? Oh, we can't be non, We can't ask someone to actually prove that uh, they need a uh, comp- they need a, uh, a, a animal uh, for uh, their uh, their well being. Uh, nope, that's being too judgmental. And the same thing is being true, is true here in the case uh, with uh, the moratorium. People have been allowed to uh, to fill out uh, this uh, this form and uh, they haven't had to show or demonstrate uh, any uh, the fact that uh, it's actually needed in their life. What do I mean? I've got a specific situation I want to go through with you, but I'm going to take another break right now. So don't go away. We'll pick this up again on the other side of these messages. We'll be back in a few. AM
0: 1280, The Patriot.
3: Considering the average funeral costs more than $10,000, that's peace of mind for your family. There are no medical exams, your rates won't increase, and your policy cannot be canceled as long as you make your premium payments. Call now to get approved in minutes and ensure your final resting place is more than just a pauper's grave in a potter's field.
0: 800-323-8137. 800-323-8137. 800-323-8137. That's
8: 800-323-8137. Paid for by Final Expense Direct. At CIT, we understand that in life, change is the only constant.
4: You're listening to Where You Live with Gene Sullivan. Welcome back to Where You Live. Gene Sullivan here, brought to you by CIT and Extreme Exteriors. We've been uh, talking about uh, Miami-Dade County. There's a lawsuit with not one, but count them ten. Plaintiffs all saying, "Um, isn't it about time we change things on this moratorium even a little bit here? because there are a lot of people who are taking advantage of this situation. And as I was mentioning in the last segment, uh, that is happening uh, more often uh, than we would probably want to admit. But when people are asked anywhere to fill out the hardship declaration form that many states and cities have had so people can be prepared protected with the, the um, moratorium with the eviction. People have not been asked to prove that they actually are in a hardship. And I was saying, doesn't that seem to you to be maybe a little bit odd? I mean, we, we don't even want to uh, dare to even insinuate that, hey, you're really not a victim, uh, because for some reason that would be conceived as being too judgmental. Um, we'd be uh, awful people. But let me tell you, let me give you a real-life story that took place. Go to the New York Post just five days ago. They have a story in there. A landlord in Brooklyn uh, is unable to evict her tenant. What took place was uh, here was a person who uh, had a job Purchased a home, was living there, loved and and, uh, just uh, was uh, just going on as normal. Her company said, hey, we want to relocate you uh, for a period of time. She wants to stay employed. So what does she do? She puts in a renter in her home. She is now relocated because of her job for a while. And the time that she is coming back, was right about a year ago at this time when the pandemic took off and all of a sudden there was a moratorium. So now she has no place to live. This is her home. But she's told nobody can be asked to leave. And guess what? This person is now not paying her any rent. This person goes ahead and uh, fills out the hardship declaration form, but the landlord sees that this person is buying a brand new car. Can you believe it? They're in a hardship, can't pay for anything, but they're getting a new car. And yet this landlord now has no money. Why? She's got a job, but her job is going to, uh, all of the money is going to pay basically for her, uh, her mortgage and the utilities and the taxes on this place that the renter is living in, she doesn't have any money. Do you think anybody wants to rent to this person? Oh, you don't have any money? No. Uh, uh, the moratorium said we don't have to, we can't get anybody out of our buildings, but it doesn't say we have to take anybody else new in who can't pay. Tell me, is this right, folks? This is the world of hurt that this person was in. And uh, I would venture venture to say we could probably find countless stories where this has taken place. And we have. There have been a number of landlords, small mom and pop landlords, who um, are using their savings. They're using money that they have that they need to live on, uh, all because there are people a good number of people who are saying you uh, uh we need uh we can't pay the rent when they actually can when they can, okay, doesn't this bother you a little bit? It should it should even just a little. We talked last week about how many people received a stimulus check and were using it to invest in the stock market. That doesn't sound like someone who needs it for putting food on the table, for paying rent. So let's get back to our story in Miami-Dade County, where we have this lawsuit by six landlords and four various homeowner associations. Things are changing, they're saying. It's not this apocalyptic pandemic world that we're still in. Folks, did you know uh, And that um, at this present time, I went online and if uh, the uh, numbers are right with what's being reported, it looks like to date in the United States, we've been able to give over 113 million doses of the vaccine that's been able to be have been administered now. I mentioned last week that we are getting close to if not there already pre-pandemic levels of the virus in terms of other people who are who are uh, catching and reporting having covid yet we have politicians that still want to play the same partisan political game you have governors in a number of states that are trying to uh, open things back up. Still encouraging that uh, people wear masks, but trying to say, can we try and get business opened up back like usual? And, uh, and so we have people, though, that are in local government, uh, city and county government, but because they may be on the other side of the political aisle, They dig their heels in and they refuse to want to adopt or change. As I mentioned, some politicians seem to like that extra authority and power they have under the emergency executive powers that uh, they've been temporarily given. And they don't seem to want to give it up. Folks, that's what we're talking about that's taking place here in Florida is uh, a political uh, partisanship and who is the one that seems to, who are the ones that seem to be taking it on the chin? It's you, the taxpayers. (laughs) It's, it's uh, not the, not the politicians. Okay. So we have a governor in Florida who says, let's open things up. You have the mayor uh, for uh, Miami Dade County uh, who is saying no. Uh, we don't want to do that. They're saying that, that uh, it's too soon. We we don't want to change anything. They don't even want to acknowledge, as I mentioned, that maybe we ought to think about writing rewriting the law. Doesn't that just seem like common sense to you? Okay, you write a law one way, and then all of a sudden you see how it plays out, what's good about it, what's not. It, isn't that what government politics is all about? Isn't that what happens at the state legislature each and every year? Isn't that what happens at City Hall? Um, uh, things have to be rewritten because you tweak things. But these people that are in uh, local, uh, in power, in uh, in city, in county government, won't have any of it. And the mayor of Miami uh Dade County is saying no. They said even though the courts have opened up and so you have a case where people are beginning to listen to cases again. I mean it was uh the case where all government was closed and you couldn't and nothing could take place. So uh, I I don't know if you tried uh even a year ago, I remember uh the issue I had because it was time to renew my driver's license, and I can't tell you how many months it took i had I had a uh, driver's license that uh was that had expired, and it' had been months and months before I finally got the other one. Why because government was shut down, okay now government's opening up. Uh, the court system is uh, beginning to listen to cases again. However, and so you have court decisions that are being made. That's what happened. That's what's happening here. You have uh, the courts are opening up. You have decisions that are being made, decisions that are being made for people to be evicted. But what's happening is they are, aren't being evicted. Why? What's taking place now? That's what I'm going to cover. That's what this lawsuit is about in Florida. And we'll cover that after these messages. So don't go away. You're listening to Where You Live on AM 1280, the Patriot, back after this.
0: AM 1280, the Patriot.
4: To Where You Live with Gene Sullivan. I really appreciate it when you uh, stop by and uh, give a listen to our show every Saturday here between 10 and 11 here on The Patriot. If you happen to miss uh, a show, not to worry. Uh, The station is very gracious. They have a replay of the show every Sunday at 5 p.m. Other than that, you can also go to our website at uh, newconceptsgroup.com. You can take a look at education and resources, and you can uh, get a link there to past podcasts. Also, contact information if you have uh, a story you'd like me to report on uh, for the show, or maybe you have a question that you'd like me to answer. All of that at newconceptsgroup.com. Before we wrap up uh, today's show, though, too, uh, let's take a moment right now And uh, here from the Minnesota Multi-Housing Association, here is the MHA Minute.
2: Did you know that the members of the Minnesota Multi-Housing Association, or MHA, provide over a quarter of the state's housing? That's housing for more than one million residents. The members of MHA agree to abide by a professional code of ethics, and they know that happy residents are key to a successful business. When you're out looking for your next apartment, remember that rental references are a two-way street. Before you rent, ask if the owner is a member of MHA. If not, ask why not, and tell them to visit mmha.com. That's two Ms, mmha.com. If you're an owner or manager or even an accidental landlord, you owe it to yourself to learn how the Minnesota Multi-Housing Association, its classes, certification programs, resources, staff, and faculty can help you succeed. Don't be a good landlord. Be a great one. Visit mmha.com.
4: So we're talking about this story in uh, Florida, Miami-Dade County. Landlords, uh, homeowner associations have banded together and are suing the county, suing the mayor of Miami-Dade County, saying um, what you continue to have in place for the moratorium is going is too broad. It doesn't have to continue to be this way. You're doing greater harm than you are doing good. What's happening, folks, is that we have uh, partisanship politics taking place at its best or, I guess, at its worst uh, uh, right here. Um, And so you have the case where uh, I don't know if you're aware, but um, there are when it comes to uh, government, uh, generally you'll find that there's going to be more uh, specific, more stringent government the smaller it gets. So, for example, there is a uh, there is a plumbing code for the state or uh, for the nation. Okay, for uh, uh, for the United States, but each state is allowed to have a plumbing code that is more extensive, more stringent than what the national code is. And so, every state has its own uh, state code. But guess what? It doesn't stop there you have cities like uh, Minneapolis, St. Paul, and others who go beyond and become even more stringent with uh, their uh, with their codes and what they're able to do, and that's what's taking place here. We have uh, the governor of uh, Florida who said, well, we want to start opening things up, but you have the mayor using their executive powers in uh, Miami-Dade County saying that, not over my dead body you aren't we're not going to change the, we're not going to change it uh, yet and so that's what this lawsuit is all about and they are making a very compelling case these 10 plaintiffs saying it doesn't have to continue to be this broad there there are there are cases here where you're doing further damage and we've talked about that uh, uh already uh, today but we have politicians that want to play the same partisan partisan uh, political game. Okay. And so here's what happens. Uh, You have courts are opening up. The courts now are saying, okay, uh, we're going to make a judgment in this case. And they make a judgment. This person uh, can now be evicted. But how are evictions handled? Are you aware of that? Uh, You've probably gone through a couple of evictions, haven't you, uh, Lee as a landlord,
9: yeah, unfortunately.
4: absolutely. Yeah, I do, do you do you remember who uh, it was that did the enforcement piece for the eviction? Uh, I can't recall. It was
3: a while ago. Actually, you know, what? it would. I, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. No, I, I, yeah, I, I can't remember now.
4: It would be the sheriff's. Office. That's right. That's right. So what happens, folks, is that you get what's uh, from you get what from the uh, court what's called a writ of restitution. It's trying to restore. In this case, the landlord saying, I want my property restored back to me. Okay, so we'll take it away from someone. Uh, and so you need someone to do it. We don't believe in vigilante uh, uh, governance here. We, that's why we have police. That's why we have a sheriff's department. And so uh, when you get a writ of restitution, it goes to the sheriff. But guess what? The sheriff's county has been told by executive order, by the mayor of, May, of Miami-Dade County, stand down. You are not going to deal uh, with uh, helping to uh, follow through uh, with uh, these writs of restitution. That's the problem. The courts are being opened up again. Court decisions are being made. There are some bad eggs that everybody has said, hey, you know what? I think we can all agree here. These people ought to go. But you have the mayor of Miami-Dade County who said, no, I'm not allowing the sheriff's department to continue on with uh, enforcing the writ of restitution. And that's what this rub is all about. That is what this story is. And uh, this lawsuit is going on. The mayor of uh, uh, Miami-Dade County, her name is uh, uh, Daniela Cava. And she's not giving up her executive powers. She thinks she knows what is best. Okay. She uh, refuses to do it. She was quoted as saying, we will get to it when we get to it. She seems to be taking a very cavalier attitude about other people's lives. Again, we're not talking now about those who lost a job during the pandemic. We're talking about evictions and allowing them for what? A criminal component that's harassing others. The good folks that just want to live peacefully and live uh, live their own lives. The HOA that says... uh you know, uh, the, here's uh, someone who actually can pay, but they're not. We want to, uh, we want uh, to uh, be able to get them out of the association, helping the small mom and pop landlord recoup the only asset they have to help them make ends meet, and that is the income on their home. Okay, that's what this lawsuit is all about. Unlike what some politicians are telling you. It doesn't have to be all one way or nothing. If we truly care about others, we, I think, should start to realize that we can use our critical minds to make judgments, decisions that are right and fair for all. Well, uh, we've got a couple minutes before we go here. Let's see what else we can uh, turn our eyes to. Um, Since we're in Florida, let's uh, deal with uh, the state legislature there's a Senate bill there that is going to have some interesting consequences if it uh, takes, uh, if it uh, is signed and uh, put in place. It's called Senate Bill uh, 1966. What it is going to do is it would effectually change, effectively change. Um, how people are qualified to be a board member somehow state politics feels that they ought to get in uh in the middle of how uh, a particular homeowner association determines who can run and who shouldn't run for the board uh we've talked about it before uh, they they did this in California and it's and it was uh it was wrong there and it's wrong if it takes place in Florida as well. And that is, um, you know, a homeowner association should have the autonomy. They should have the self-determination to be able to say, we'll set our own corporate standards, thank you, on how we'll relate to one another. In, uh, in specific here, we're talking about how someone can be a candidate to run and uh, being, and help in being in charge for the operations of this homeowner association. And a lot of associations say, hey, look, if the person isn't even going to pay their monthly assessment like everybody else does, I don't know that they should have the say in uh, how the money is being spent if they're not putting up like everybody else. You know what? That's a fair argument, folks. And uh, and so uh, and it's been working that way for a lot of associations and a lot of people have lost their ability to to vote or or ability to run for the board because uh, they refuse to pay the association. But I guess what we have here is we have uh, some people in the state legislature in Florida that are saying uh, that uh, I guess uh, that uh, shouldn't be the case. We should allow uh people to uh, be in charge uh, even uh, if uh, they're not paying their fair share. I guess it's only fair. That's what happens with people in Congress, doesn't it? Uh, in some cases. Well, that's all we have for uh, today's show. Thanks for joining me. I hope you have a great rest of your weekend. and look forward to having you join me here next week on Where You Live.
3: Receive a $5 rebate by trading up any non-contact thermometer toward an Exogen temporal scanner purchased at any retailer. With COVID continuing to spread, nothing matters more than having an accurate thermometer that's backed by more than 80 published peer-reviewed clinical studies, like the Exogen temporal scanner. Even after getting the COVID vaccine, you should be monitoring for fever to make sure you are protected. Keep your family and yourself safe by trading up your non-contact thermometer for an accurate temporal scanner and a $5 rebate from Exogen, where accuracy matters. Details at exogen.com.